It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So should we do a little inside radio right now? (laughs) I think we should. Why not? It's just for the people out there. So... Uh, Dave Gosher, Darren Elliott. At five seconds ago, Shane Knighty was sitting in the host chair. And before that, it was was me. I was doing the going through the read book. I thought I was hosting, talking to myself. <laughs> so you know, you have you try to plan out your morning. You got a meeting that gets pushed, and then you you realize that at 11:58, you're sitting at a light, and you have to be on the radio at noon hour. That only gives you two minutes. So you park your car illegally in front of City National. So if you see a red car, oh boy, right out front here in the no parking area. Don't tow it. Don't tow it. Please let's, just uh, leave it there for a little while. Let's tell Stu. Hey, Stu, so, if you're listening right now. <laughs> I'm a little winded from running up the stairs. Anyways. Good to see you. Good to see you, Darren. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, so, anyway, I'm here and nice. uh, glad to be here with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're all waiting on game two, right? Gonna so, be what's uh, different? Yeah. What's your read? And we haven't had a chance, you yeah. and I, to talk about this. So, were you surprised? Did you have a sense? Game one might play out the way it did. What was your read on how it happened? I thought we would lose five to one, um, not seven to one. No, so I was okay. close. I, I thought close. Th- those kinds of games happen in in a, in a playoff. The the changeover, if you will, isn't the same, and that's exactly the way it played out. If if you're going to win a game like that, the other goalie, uh, Grubauer, had to be soft, and he wasn't. Um, your goaltender had to be magnificent, uh, almost impeccable and you know not that it was Robin Leonard's fault but he wasn't yeah um and you went two to one with the goalie making 40 saves we've all seen those games too that wasn't one that this was more typical of the situation the two teams were in very different scenario tonight I would hope that you know if you're the Golden Knights and we I think this has been touched about uh, on the last couple of days Darren if look it is what it is seven to one two two one in triple overtime yeah you don't get extra points for winning by a touchdown, no. um, and if you're the Golden Knights, I, I would think you would draw on the fact that they have responded to adversity really well all season long. You know, they haven't had many dips in their play. I think the, the longest they went was three in a row without a win in the regular year, and there was it was a shootout loss in, right. in that mix as well. Um, Pete DeBoer's talked all year about the character of this team, a veteran group that knows how to respond. You would expect, I don't know if it's a must-win tonight, but it's going to be a must-play better. For sure. I, they will play better. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would be stunned for the reasons you mentioned if they didn't. They, yeah. It's a veteran team. Um, very self-aware is the term I use. for They, they know who they are um, and what they have to do to, to be at their best. Can they get there? Well, that's that's the beauty of sport. And I, I expect them uh, to, to dig in and, and play their game for longer stretches than we saw in game one, certainly. The they got behind early the other day. Uh, could you maybe touch on a little bit the spot that that Robin Leonard was in? He had not played in a while. As a matter of fact, had not played since the game in T-Mobile, I believe, against Colorado the, when the Golden Knights had a chance to wrap up the President's Trophy. Um, what kind of spot from a goaltender's perspective is that to be thrown into? Well, that's one that I was in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you don't play a lot. Okay, this is your start, kid. And even though he's not a kid, uh, yeah. it, it's a tough spot, but you're like the fifth starter for, the, for your Red Sox. He's yeah, like, sure. This is your game. Yep. Uh, if it's a no-hitter, good for you. If you give up 10, uh, you're 
absorbing innings for the team. You're like the middle reliever, just taking just it. Just taking it, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. he even and that's really what, the, you know, and it, bullpen needs a rest, so now you're starting, you're staying. That was kind of – he knew it. Everybody knew what the situation was. It didn't go his way um, per se. It made some fine saves. But he, he doesn't really, to me, have a game that you can just dust off anyway. The style yeah. he plays, um, he needs to play himself into shape. Like he needs to have a constant – flow of activity um and, and that kind of showed and let's be honest the the, the rested or rusty the abs were rested and ready yeah. and and they showed it so um that one was what it was the extra days rest in between has to help and uh game two i expect to be because we saw great games all season between these teams. Yeah, that right, was not right, a great, right, right. So I expect to see more of that than what we saw in game one. Golden Knights will be without Ryan Reeves. We know that for sure. Suspended two games for the match penalty the other night. Everything in, involving uh, Ryan Graves, who is out for game two tonight. Game three back here at T-Mobile. Certainly didn't look like uh, Pete DeBoer said yesterday, Matthias Janmark. Uh, we all saw the hit by Ryan Graves. He wasn't in a good place, couldn't practice yesterday. And, you know, you have to feel for, for Janmark, Darren. Here's a guy that... Oh comes over at the deadline, the only move they make, it's this, you couldn't write the script any better, game seven, <laughs> right, the hat trick against Minnesota, and then, uh, you know, gets wiped out by this hit from Graves, which I guess two parts of it. Were you surprised there was nothing more on Graves at all? Yeah, I mean, in the moment, like, we, we slow things down, as you know. It, yeah. It, it, and the way Yanmark, he came around and didn't see Graves because there was yeah. another player, I think it was another Av player, in between. And so he's kind of blindsided. Referees as well, in the moment, in those trenches, it might not have seemed that egregious. When you slow it down and see, yeah. to, you know, it was right on the button, and he didn't, the puck wasn't really around anymore. It, it's one of those that looks a lot worse, um, or it looks like what it really is in slow motion. At real speed, at real time, it might have been harder to detect. So nothing there. Uh the Reeves thing, so now the Golden Knights are ticked, right? They, they feel like Graves, it's a bad hit on Yanmark. Um, it didn't look good no. uh, at all. So now the game's out of hand, and, you know, Reeves is. That's so normal. You want that, right? You, you know, you, you've, you want some level of retribution, justice, something, but the problem is now he's out for tonight and for Friday night. Yeah, and, and that's, again, he's. Spent his whole career, Ryan Reeves, walking that line. Sometimes you trip on that line and, and fall over, which is the case uh, as deemed by the league this time. But that's what was going to happen. As you said, game situation, uh, self-aware group. This is the response you typically get. It's, it's, it's stereotypical, but it's, it's normal. You're, you're frustrated. Um, you're trying to, make a, trying to stick up for a teammate. You're trying to make a point with the, the abs. Like you might have won on the scoreboard tonight, but – we're not going away, all those kinds of things. And unfortunately, now Ryan Reeves is going away. It's amazing when you think about it, Darren. You've got the top two teams in the league in the regular season, and here they are in the second round of the playoffs. Um, you know, you mentioned they, they pretty much split the season series. I think they each won four. Right. Um, pretty even. But it's a much different matchup, right, for the Golden Knights compared to the seven-game slog they just went through with Minnesota where there seemed like there was no room out there for either team. Yeah, I mean, and these teams have played games that have been close, but they've been they've had goals. They've had chances. They're not afraid to trade chances. Um, both are good transition teams. Uh, probably a little better on the cycle with Golden Knights. I'd give them the edge there. 
But again, there, there's not a faster transition defense to offense, defenseman to forwards than the Avs in the in the entire National Hockey League. I don't think. So what are the Golden Knights? So if you we take a peek ahead now, I, I think um, we've kind of taken care of Game One. <laughs> Leave that in the past. <laughs> we now finally let's put that in the history books. So we look ahead to Game Two, and not even so much maybe Game Two tonight, but for the rest of this series, as you put your eyes on what we've seen now so now it's nine meetings between these teams this year and, and hopefully a lot more to come if the golden knights are going to have a better result starting tonight what areas do you look upon for them to improve upon well the big line ha- had a big night for the abs and, and that hasn't didn't happen regularly in the regular season yeah. so when they contained nathan mckinnon uh, he seems to be the engine even for that top line um You'll get his three or four shots, but if you can keep it to that, um, you have to contain them. You, you have to slow them down, and, and part of that is a couple of good saves in the mix. Um, then you have a chance. And the second thing is you want to get the puck behind the defenseman. you got to get them turning, looking back at the boards behind their net instead of looking up ice. And when I say that, it's Gerard and it's uh, Makar. These guys are very skilled. Uh, and gifted with the outlet pass. So make them defend. Absolutely. Don't allow – you know, if you look back, and you mentioned in the regular year, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, yep. they had their moments against the Golden Knights. Right. But not like game one, right, where – Five goals, I think. Yeah, you think of McKinnon – well, you know, that, it's, a, it's a funny <laughs> chuckle clip of Petrangelo in the outdoor game. Nick Hague was in a, he was in a worse spot, right. right, in game one the other night. Here's McKinnon with – it seemed like – 30 yards of room to get real. He needs about two strides to get going. So um, the ability to, to tighten things up there, and I would think through the neutral zone it, as well, and that's not where get it them freewheeling. Yeah, right? and, and part of it, is, it starts, like you said, with the forecheck, yeah. um, putting pucks behind the defenseman, like I said, and not ha- – it's one thing for them to go back and get pucks. They're, they're good at that, retrieving them. But you, they can't have the time to get their head up and find that next play. They have to be under duress right away, so those plays are shorter, quicker, and you have a chance to contain them so you don't have those long stretch passes. Ideally, so they lose Sunday uh, in you know convincing fashion. Uh, how much of a – normally in the playoffs, and everything's skewed this year. I mean, you've got this uh, North Division. They're going to play back-to-back just to kind of get caught up, right? <laughs> but you don't see a lot of two-day breaks between series. Um, how would you – think you know the golden knights they didn't skate monday straight right. off the ice utilizing the time between sunday night and now come wednesday night resting they've been do, doing that pretty regularly and then a full practice yeah, that that's a rarity right, right? right so you get to kind of go over everything right as uh, special teams uh making sure that you uh look at you know the what the abs like to do and make sure that that's fresh in your mind um i just think an off-day practice day, uh, always one of the best times in hockey, whether it's the playoffs or not, and you don't get them very often, especially in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, so I think the time was put to good use. Uh, we'll see uh, We'll see tonight for sure. Well, Pete DeBoer touched on that yesterday. He was asked about, um, you know, is this kind of the essence of coaching, which is your team gets, you know, gets it handed to them pretty significantly. And his, I think how he put it was, yeah, you try to keep the car on the road or get the car back on the road, right? You build on the good, you fix the bad. Um, and then I think more than anything else, I would think you want to let them leave. You can't forget about the past, but leave it 
in the past as much as you can to try to get them in a good mental space to move forward. You leave that at the side of the road. Yeah, that, yeah. That's in the breakdown lane. <laughs> but, but it, yeah, it, 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 again, veteran team, very self-aware, confident. There, there's no waffling there. Um, it's just, okay, that, that was that. We know what we have to do against this team. And, and, oh, by the way, that team's playing really well right now. Let's be aware of that, the level of play that the Avs showed. They haven't lost yet, right? Sweep St. Louis. That's right. Um, beat the Golden Knights, evidently, the other night, <laughs> to say the least. But, no, they've been uh, they've been dynamite. Uh, before we get to break down the altitude question, uh, what's your experience been like? You know, there was rumor – the Golden Knights might come back yeah. home after the first game. They ended up staying in Denver. Uh, do you Probably get because it was two days. Yeah. Do you get more acclimated? or Typically, I've... no. Um, yeah. The other way I've heard is you just spend as little time as possible. There's other schools of thought, right? Right. You, you spend as little time as possible. That put Actually, the two days in between probably put them in a little bit of a, a quandary. Yeah. Because, do you, okay, we want that to be another travel day. It's an off day. You're going to take the off day. Then it's where do I get my good practice day? Then do we have to travel again? So it it becomes a little bit more about that. So they decide, opted to stay. Typically, that second time around is is the very like a day after, either back to back or with one day in between. It's tough. I can't really say uh, with the extra day. I just know I played in a, co- a tournament in Colorado College in college a long yeah. time ago, and I found it tough. I found I I really noticed it um, in practice in particular. Right away, or as practice went on. As practice went on. Yeah. And, and as we stayed there, um, it, it didn't. It's like you thought. Well, you'll get used to it. I don't know how long you have to stay there to get acclimated to that. Yeah. Well, the Golden Knights will try to get acclimated and try to even up the series tonight. Of course, Game Two, West Division Final in Denver. It's nighttime and noon. Dave Gosher along with Darren Elliott. A reminder, Golden Knights fans, the best way to show your spirit, no matter where you are in the state of Nevada, is with your Vegas Golden Knights license plate. A VGK plate is a great way to night up your vehicle and show everyone on the road what team you root for. Go to dmvnv.com backslash plates to show your Golden Knights pride today. Nighttime at noon, Dave Gosher, Darren Elliott. We're going to step aside when we come back. Marc-Andre Fleury, hard to believe, for the first time in his career, named a finalist for the Vesna. We'll get into that. And also maybe take a look here. Golden Knights are going to be down two men in the lineup tonight. No Ryan Reeves, no Matias Janmark, it looks like. What will the lineup potentially look like for this one? We'll have that after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I I, I never go into a season thinking uh, I want to be a, a nominee or finalist for the Vizina. You know, I think my thoughts always about winning games, you know, and um, winning in the playoffs, right? That's always my mindset. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not... You know, looking for individual awards, but this this is definitely very uh, uh, flattering, and uh, I'm honored to to be among these these guys. So that is the voice of Mark Andre Fleury, of course. He, along with Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning and Philip Grubauer of the Colorado Avalanche, the finalists for the Vesna this year as uh, the top goaltender in the NHL. It's hard to believe, Darren, when you look at Marc-Andre Fleury's career, he's, this is, what, his 17th year in the league, three Stanley Cups. The highest he ever finished, he was never a finalist. Right. The highest he ever finished was fourth, and that was a couple of years ago with the Golden Knights. But just uh, 
What a season. Best, you know, goals against, save percentage, carried the team for a month and a half when Robin Leonard was out with a concussion. And, you know, Pete DeBoer said it yesterday. Um, they wouldn't be playing right now. They would not be where they are right now if it were not for the play of their number one goaltender. Well, you guys have been here since the beginning, and you saw how exciting Marc-Andre Fleury has been in goal for the Golden Knights. Yeah. This year he was better. Exciting, but better. He was more under control. You can tell he's added some old school. He stands up on the posts, doesn't chase the play as much, um, doesn't default to the butterfly as quickly, so that means he has more patience, um, holds his uh, upright edges better, all kinds of things. Uh, it's that so impressive that, that a, an elite athlete can find another way to, to, to redefine his game. Um, locally, I, we say for sure, he has to win it. Vasilevsky is the incumbent. Grubauer has had a phenomenal year. But for all the things you said, um, Dave, I, I sure hope he wins it. Um, fourth for him, like he, he was kind of overlooked in Pittsburgh, right? It was yeah. Crosby, Malkin, uh, Latang. Oh, yeah, and Marc-Andre Fleury is pretty good. He, he wasn't even the first thought when you thought of the, the Penguins in, in their, their glory years. Um, he was a big part of it. And he has been an essential part of it here for the Golden Knights. Well, to say he's due is an understatement, <laughs> right. right? I mean, it, it, this in a season where he moves up to third in the league all-time and wins, <laughs> um, carries the team for the stretch where Robin Leonard was out, um, wins the, you know, it would continue to be terrific for most of that series against Minnesota. And, and here he is, and, and you touched on the um, – Technically, the changes he's made, Mike Rosati, goaltending coach yeah. for the Golden Knights, deserves a ton of credit there to get, you know, Fleury to, I guess, maybe buy into yeah, yeah, but, tweaking. But think of Marc-Andre Fleury and his training this summer yep. and, and, and the things that he did and challenged, hey, we brought in another goaltender who took over the playoffs from you, and you didn't whine pout. He never he always smiles, yeah. but deep down it's burning hard and fast that he wants to reestablish himself, and he did. I incredible story. How difficult from a goaltender's perspective, so you play by and large one way right. for a long time, and now with this late stage of your career, you're tweaking your game significantly. Well, I, well the thing about that I've noticed, um, covered him nationally for, for a lot of years, never you know specifically day-to-day, -day, um, he was always a tinkerer. I remember when the uh, VH came in, yeah. right? And that's where the, the deep, you know, in the corner, steep angle shots, goalies had their pad against the post, had their inside leg already down in the, in, in the butterfly case was a pass across. Well, it was a miserable failure for Michael Layton. He gave up the game-winning goal, if you remember, for the uh, yeah. in Stanley Cup. But it was in that one playoff year, and I forget what it was against Montreal, for Marc-Andre Fleury because he was defaulting to it too soon and and when they weren't deep enough into the corner. Um, my point is, even his whole career, he's been a tinkerer, um, trying to find an edge, and not everything worked. That didn't work. Um, defaulting to the reverse VH and all those other post-integration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He knows how to do it, but now he doesn't just do it by rote. And, and I think that suits his style a little bit better because he's always been a, a feel goaltender and not strictly technical. Pete DeBoer touched on it yesterday. You know, he's the he's the kind of guy that he shows up every day. He's got the most energy in the room. He's the oldest guy <laughs> right. in the room at 36. He'll be 37 in November. Um, but you made the point earlier, Darren, and I wanted to kind of come back to it. Look, 
proud guy who's going to walk in the Hall of Fame when he's done playing. Three Stanley Cup rings. Um, went through a scenario in Pittsburgh where he there's no way he's ha- – you know, look, they went right. back-to-back cups. How are you going to – but – he was one of the faces of that franchise, yes. even though he was, you know, he's behind Crosby and Malkin, but one of the four, one of the four with the tag. Yep. So he ends up here in Vegas. Everything he's meant to this team here since day one, including this incredible, you know, first season. Yeah. And then last year unfolds the way it did. Um, there had to have been just such a. Now there's two parts to it: how driven he is to get that number one spot back, and the other part of it is, you know, there, there's some good fortune on on. The Golden Knights side. Look, there's been rumored, you know, there's talk about they got 12 million bucks wrapped up in two goalies. You know, thoughts of moving on for Fleury in the offseason. Rumors of, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Thankfully, it didn't happen, right? Thankfully, he stayed put. And, you know, I think once he realized I'm going to be staying put, now I want to get my old job back again. Right. You could focus. Instead yeah. of what's going to be and where is it going to be, what's next for my family, it's here. Okay, focus on my game one more time. And you're right, it, it probably stung in, in Pittsburgh as well because in, in those situations, the last couple of cups, he was a big part of it, but he wasn't the last goalie. Right, they weren't running to jump on him at the end of the game. That's right, right? Yeah. but he was a huge part of it, but that's still – Okay, I'm a team guy, but that's still there's there's something that you you're picking at, and and then you come here and you're doing all the right things. Let's face it, he was not the same after his dad passed. He was not playing as well. Yeah, couldn't, and, and that's human nature. And you go out and get Robin Leonard, team commitment again, ownership management, at the trade deadline, absolutely the right thing to do. Doesn't make it easier. <laughs> you're trying to come back from a personal loss. And you're trying to reestablish your professional game. Oh, and by the way, you're not playing anymore. That's tough. What he's done this year, remarkable. Back in net for the Golden Knights tonight, Marc-Andre Fleury. Game two, you got two of the three Vesna finalists head-to-head, you'd think, for the rest of the series, right, in, in uh, yeah. Fleury and Grubauer. Um, a thought, Darren, on the Golden Knights lineup, right? We know that uh, Ryan Reeves out. You know, Pete DeBoer said this morning, game-time decision on Matias Janmark, but – you know, we all saw the hit that uh, Graves laid on him the yeah. other night. He didn't look like he was in a good spot to be to be playing tonight. So, you got two spots up for grabs there. How do you fill them? Personally, um, I probably go eleven and seven if you call Dylan Coglin going seven defensemen uh, and Keegan Colasar because we know Coglin's already also played up this year as yeah. a fourth line player. So he he's a swing player. Uh, that's probably the way I would go. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> well, those are kind of their, you know, for the most part, their options. Right? I, I think so. Guys that are there right now. Right. I mean, I'm looking at, and I've learned as this season's gone on, the front page of the game notes doesn't mean a lot some days. you got guys playing that aren't even on here, but I'm just staring at number 52, Dylan Coglin, number 55, Keegan Colasar, as the only ones that are on here right, right now. at this moment. Right. That would be the potential guys to, uh, to come into the lineup. So, um, you know, it's, the Golden Knights have had all sorts of <laughs> – challenges with their lineup they, this they year. They might go with 14. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, That's right. Just How about 15? That's been done against Colorado before. But, uh, but no, a chance for them to, to pull even uh, in this series and, and a team that has, has shown the ability to have a short memory, kind of like a closer yep. in baseball. They don't let it linger much, um, and they try to get right back. Uh, you know, a, a good result tonight, 
and that whatever happens Sunday, that's that's forgotten pretty darn quick. That's right. You can't call it a, a must win because they always talk about it until you lose a home game. Uh, it's not a series. There's that cliche you can throw out there um, as well. But you want to make sure you get to your game at, at the, a bare minimum. Uh, the split is what you came for, um, and especially in the circumstances, Game 7 versus a, going up against a team that swept the first round. So you – you were looking for a sweep any way you can, so I expect tonight to be a heck of a hockey game. Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche in game number two tonight as uh, the VGK try to pull even. A reminder, Golden Knights fans, if you have the chance, check out Rock Creek Cattle Company. It's a hidden gem located in the heart of Montana, and this 28,000-acre cattle ranch has a little something for everyone. World-class golf, fly fishing, hunting, horseback, riding, and lots more. Escape the bright lights and discover Big Sky Montana. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities are available now. Check it out at rockcreekcattlecompany.com for more information. Dave Gosher, Darren Elliott with you on nighttime at noon. When we come back, we'll take a peek at other news, other series around the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, of course, the NHL draft lottery is tonight. We'll have all that and more in a moment on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Nighttime at Noon from our Studio 31 here in downtown Summerlin. Dave Gosher, Darren Elliott. Great to have you along for the ride here on a Wednesday afternoon. The second day of June, normally we would be in the Stanley Cup final, but instead it's round two in 2021 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Golden Knights and the Avalanche in what should be, despite what happened on Sunday, it's got all the, the earmarks, all the signs of what would be a great series between two terrific teams. Of course, uh, we're going to take a look here, Darren, at some other news and notes around the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's um, – so we, we talked about the rest-rust thing with Colorado, right? Right. Uh, no problem for the Avalanche in terms of much rust on their game on Sunday. So tonight you've got game one between Winnipeg and Montreal in that North Division, right, where the Jets haven't played, I think it's their first game in nine days since their sweep of Edmonton. So they've been sitting and waiting. And you've got Montreal coming from rallying from 3-1 <laughs> down to, to defeat the Leafs. So you've got uh, all of Leafs Nation and uh, – in morning for a while, um, how do you size up tonight with the rest rust scenario with the Jets against Montreal? I don't know that the Jets are. There'll be a little more rust than the Avs because I don't think they're as focused a group as the Avs um, from a leadership standpoint. Um, on the other side, Montreal, that's emotional. Um, so there's going to be a drop off from an emotional standpoint. Heading into Game One, you're kind of taking a, a, a deep breath. Yeah. But, but they weren't stretched in their Game Seven by the Leafs. They barely put up a, a, a blip in Game Six, and especially Game Seven. Um, the, the Golden Knights took care of business in Game Seven, but Minnesota was a much more formidable foe than, than the Maple Leafs were for the Canadians. So, um, the other thing about it is, if if you go with Carey Price. He showed uh, if you're Montreal, he's put three games together. He might be on a roll, and if if that happens, you could see, you'll see a much closer game than seven one. Um, do I? I don't. I think Winnipeg will win, um, 
but I think Montreal could win. The Jets in, in their first rounds, so you had uh, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor combined for, I think it was 14 points right, right in that series against right. Edmonton. And their depth, you know, it's the same old problem for the Oilers of right. besides McDavid and Dreisaitl, yep. how much do you have? The depth up front of the Jets seemed to overtake them as the series went on. And it, Winnipeg's been able to kind of – have they been able to rebuild that? Or at least it's a serviceable defense now, right? Yeah, Where they yeah. had all these, you know, Bufflin retires, free agent defections, trades, whatever it might be. Now it's, are they at it, a better, the best spot they've been in a while? On yeah, the and, and part of that has, you know, you got Connor Hellebuck, you know, Vezina right. Trophy winner himself uh, in his career, playing well. He didn't play well the first half of the year. You can blame it on the defense, but, you know, he's one of those guys, he's, He's a very emotional goaltender, and he's got his emotions going in the right direction right now. He went and told Paul Maurice, the head coach, heading, I've got this. I've, I've, I've got my game. It's like, thank you. Like, as a head coach, like, okay, That's thanks, great to hear. thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and, and you know what? the playoffs, by he's, the way. He's followed it up, you know, and, and done that down the stretch and into that first round. Eight teams left, right? You're down to, you know, start of the year with 31. Now you're down to eight, which is uh, – it's hard to believe that uh, the whole grind of, you know, the players living this life of semi-isolation. Now we're certainly in a much better spot in early June. June 1st yesterday in the yeah. state of Nevada. Full boat coming into Vegas. The T-Mobile on Friday night. Um, That's going to be something. It's going to be fantastic, right? I mean, it's – so you have to go back. It was the 3rd of March last year, 2020, the last home game for the Golden Knights before the pandemic. You know, they had some road games. I want to say right. it was Winnipeg, uh, Calgary, Edmonton. And then everything stopped when they went to Minnesota. So you're going back. Well, it's it's almost it's 16, uh, 15 months. I right? Know. By the time Friday gets here, they yeah. had a full house at T-Mobile. And we saw the and you lived the incremental from the bubble, you're broadcasting right. with no ice. Oh my! No, just concrete <laughs> down at T-Mobile, and the games were being played in Edmonton. That building empty. Oh, right through eerie, to adding eerie, eerie. right adding people incrementally. To twelve thousand. Well, you're adding another third yeah. to that on Friday. I all I know is I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Of course, they got business to take care of tonight. Yeah, it would be even better if they came back. Oh. Uh, came back tied at this uh, in the series. All right. So, uh, a couple of other things to yeah. get to in terms of NHL news. So, Tampa Bay. Um, Watch that game last night. The defending champs, right? They go in a, a couple of two-one wins in Carolina. Um, I, th- I think I read the shots were 70 to 45 Attempts. for Carolina in the yeah, and it doesn't matter, right? Um, did you know what the high danger chances were? You tell me, my 10, man. Ten nine. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Right. They, they just packed it in. Uh, they they let uh, a very because Carolina very skilled, not very physical. They they don't get to the front of the net very much. Uh, Vasilevsky's arguably the top goaltender. Uh, in the National Hockey League. Um, they just let everything from the outside, he absorbs it, and then they, oh, it wasn't their big guys. It's their third line. Sorelli scores, right? right. It's like uh, Kaloran scores, and suddenly it's enough to win twice by 2-1. to one. So that's a battle-tested defending Stanley Cup. They know how to win in a multitude of ways. It's, uh, you know, it's a far cry from a couple of years ago, right, where they, you know, it seemed like it was – Five, going, four, always. six, five, like the Oilers of the 80s, well, right? Yeah, but they, 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 I mean, give them credit. You got to give John Cooper credit. You got to give them the leadership group credit. They realize, okay, we've got the skill. Until we add a little bit of grit 
to our game. Uh, and, and until we pay attention to defense when we don't have the puck, um, we're not going to win. And they got slapped by the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah. swept, stunned, embarrassed, and to their credit, they made the necessary changes. Some of the guys they added that last year, which are still there, Coleman, Goodrow. Exactly. Just at this time of year, guys that are invaluable. Um, Vinny Trocek. Yeah. Didn't look good for him last night for Carolina, right? He's had no. a kind of a history leg, Achilles, ran into Warren Fogle. Um, didn't, he couldn't put any weight. Yeah, right he hopped leg, off right? the ice. Yeah, so they're already without Nino Niederreiter for the rest of the series. Right. So, and now they've got to go to Tampa. Right, those were – those were home, yeah, they lost both those at home here. Yeah. Right? You know, I heard uh, yesterday Darren Millard and um, – Who's the TV analyst? <laughs> Shane Knighty for the Golden Knights. I I was listening He's, to some. He of the, was almost the radio. He host was today. almost the host today. If his knucklehead partner was another minute late, um, I heard Shane tell the story. But I was there to you know to broadcast it ten years ago. It's hard to believe it's ten years ago. Wow. But you know the Bruins 2011 Cup team lost the first two games at home to Montreal in the first round and had to go to Montreal for the next two. Won those two, actually won the next three games of the series, ended up winning in seven in uh, in overtime. And then Jeez. lost the first two games of the cup final in Vancouver. Came back, ended up, uh, you know, they, they won two in Boston and then back and forth and ended up winning game seven. So it's just, you know, the point, you see a lot of swings and surges in momentum as these series go on. But, you know, you've got a, a battle-tested cup champ in Tampa that, you know, to go back home now up two games to none. Now with a couple of key people, it looks like out for Carolina, they could have a tough uphill battle. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's uh, it, it it spells sweep, gentleman sweep. I, I see that for sure in, in, in five. Um, but, you know, Carolina has been impressive, uh, and they've built to this point over the last uh, few seasons. So we'll wait and see. But, again, at every position um, and every level of team success – Tampa has the edge in that series. So the other one to keep an eye on. Uh, so the only, the only other um, game tonight, you got Golden Knights, Abs, obviously, and then Winnipeg, Montreal. Right. Um, Islanders, Bruins tied up at a game apiece. So Islanders lose game one in Boston, and then win game two. And you know, it's it's you, you get these. I, I I love the playoffs for a lot of reasons, but also because you get stories like Casey Sezikis, right? Hasn't scored a playoff goal in six years. Breakaway. Scores, scores on a breakaway in overtime. You feel a little bit, right? Jeremy Lausanne, I think, was making the pass for the Bruins. He's trying to make a pass to uh, Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. It hits Charlie Coyle. And the next thing you know, from his own blue line, Sezikis has a breakaway and scores to win the game. And, and looks like a guy that does it all the time, which was yeah. uh, amazing to me. Um, but that's the Islanders. I mean, they're well put together, gritty. Uh, they're doing without Anders Lee, uh, which is impressive. One of their bigger uh, and better scorers. Um, that's that's a slugfest. That's that's. Uh, it seems like those two teams are in the playoffs all the time, playing the same brand of hockey, um, and now they're just going head to head. So that'll be Game Three tomorrow. Um at the old Nassau Coliseum, what, <laughs> Fort Never Lose, right? Oh, that's what they call Just, it. Just uh, you know, a great, and they've they've renovated it significantly. Thankfully, really, I haven't been there since. It needed it. It absolutely yeah. needed it for a lot of years. They're building the new rink in Belmont, yep. right on Long Island. But the last time uh, we were there, me, uh, we meaning Shane and I, yep. was uh, I want to say December of 
2019 now, yeah, right? A lot right. long ago. And the Golden Knights played the Islanders at the uh, National College. And it's a rink. Like it, yes. It is an old – if you talk about arenas and, and modern venues, you wouldn't even use the word venue. You can't, you can't no. even say that. It's a rink. It's a hockey rink. <laughs> um, yeah, no question. It's a rink for sure. Um, one other area to touch on, and we invite you send in your questions. In our final segment, we're going to answer some of your questions. Use the hashtag nighttime at noon. A couple of other things, actually, to get to um, NHL-wise. So the NHL draft lottery is tonight. So you've got, as it's weighted right now, right, the ping-pong ball situation. Buffalo, 16% chance to get the number one pick. Poor Buffalo. Uh, Which, oh, my heavens, just – it's to endure these oh. season after season. You know, you, you don't, as a fan base, you don't want to be going, hey, tonight's lottery night. I know. You, you, that should never be. We've been through a lot of these. <laughs> Darlene and Michael. And, <laughs> oh, be. my heavens. Um, so they've got a 16% chance. Oh. Whether they like it or not, they've got a 16% <laughs> chance. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks at a 12% chance. Seattle Kraken coming in. The, the, they'll make it the original 32 teams there in the NHL. Go. Uh, the Kraken, along with the New Jersey Devils, each with a 10% chance. The Kraken cannot drop any lower than fifth. So that's the stipulation for them uh, in the entry draft lottery tonight. Then uh, Columbus, Detroit, San Jose, L.A., Vancouver, Ottawa. That's the top ten. A lot of Western Conference teams in that top ten. Yes. Um, and you've got the three California teams. They're all in the top ten. Yep. Throw Vancouver, Vancouver in there. Kraken. Kraken coming in. Um, but it was last year. Right, the New York Rangers, they won it. They jumped up to get Alexei Lafreniere. So, um, yeah, it's you know for the Golden Knights, it doesn't you know they're gonna they had another great season. They're gonna be in the lower tier of the first round as as happens when you have uh, good regular years. But you know for these teams and you know especially as you mentioned, Darren for Buffalo, I, I wonder you know the Anaheim Ducks. It's been a long time for them. So you know they've. They were a team that was good for a long time. Now the last couple of years, it's gone the other way since, I think it was 2018, they got beat, uh, 2019, I think, got beat in the second round by San Jose, I believe got swept. Uh, first all, round, first all, round. Uh, all, those, round. All those teams are in some yeah. form of rebuild, yeah. retool, whatever, yes. relaunch, whatever you want to call. I think of the, of the Detroit Red Wings. They, you know, they, they've been bottom feeders for five years now and have not gotten um, that first overall pick, and they've actually tinkered with the waiting system because of what happened with the Red Wings last season with the uh, them falling as far as they did. So there's there's lots on the line, but you don't want to be in that situation. I guess every franchise ends up there eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 only you're, you're you're selling the future. That's all you're selling. Well, you, you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, you think back to when the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah. They get. Mark Andre Fleury, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, right? There, there's your. You want to re, re every every position, two centermen, franchise exactly. <laughs> two centermen, a defenseman, and a yep. starting goaltender. There you go. Not just a defenseman. Capitals get Ovechkin and Backstrom. Like you want to reboot your franchise pretty quick. You know, there's exactly, and it hasn't worked out this way in Buffalo. Like no, some sometimes there's there's good times to be bad. You know what I mean? You get a player like right. A, like a Jack Eichel or a Connor McDavid. Or, I, I go way back with the Caps. Know. Remember when Glenn Hanlon was coaching them? Sure. And uh, I knew Glennie for a long time. And he was like, you know, the, the kid who's going to be a superstar in this league is this kid Backstrom. 
Because yeah. I love this kid, man. And they were at that. The team was just terrible. Ovechkin wasn't even there yet. It was the next year, right? right and right. and it's like this kid's going to be the real and. So Glenn turned out to be a better scout than a coach, evidently, because <laughs> he hasn't coached other than in Europe for a long time. But he could see it initially with a young player like that. He knew Backstrom was going to be yep, a, a he heck did. of a player. But he had that. Cornerstone. He, he had, yeah, no question about it. Um, and one other note in the NHL before we go to break. Uh, just came out earlier this morning. The finalist for the Ted Lindsay Award. What is that? The great, late, great Ted Lindsay. That is the player's MVP, yeah. voted on by the Players Association, not by members of the media. Players only vote. And the three finalists this year, Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. You know, it's, I don't know how you... <laughs> I don't know how you quarrel with that. <laughs> no. Three pretty good players, right? So, anyway, uh, those are the finalists for the Ted Lindsay Award, voted on by the players for the best player, most valuable player uh, in the NHL this year. Reminder for you fans that you can join other Golden Knights fans around the world with VGK Worldwide, the official global fan club of the Vegas Golden Knights. Become a premium member by visiting VGKWorldwide.com and purchase your kit today. Premium members receive access to exclusive merchandise, exciting contests, and specialized content. Don't miss this opportunity to be a part of Painting the Globe Gold. It's nighttime at noon with Dave Gosher and Darren Elliott. Our final segment will take a little bit of a May I get a little update from uh, Colorado, what the Golden Knights lineup might look like for tonight. Some news on pregame show stream, watch party for the Golden Knights, and we will entertain your questions as well on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, I think our depth's been tested uh, all year, and, and particularly in the last uh, – a couple of months. I mean, you know, some short lineups late in the season. You know, I think game seven was the first time against Minnesota. We might've had a full complement uh, of guys, uh, you know, and obviously that didn't last long. So I think if you're playing at this point in the year, you, you've had to rely on your depth already. And if you're going to keep moving on, you're going to, you're going to need to dig into it uh, even deeper than you probably have. And that is Pete DeBoer talking about depth at this time of the season. Uh, no team really makes a deep playoff run without dipping into that at some point. Dave Gosher, Darren Elliott with you. Our final segment of nighttime at noon. The Golden Knights trying to even up their best of seven West Division final against the Colorado Avalanche. A um, couple of notes from Morning Skate in the Twitter world, Darren. So uh, David Shane does a terrific job of the Review Journal covering the Golden Knights. It looked like the Golden Knights this morning – uh, we, we were kind of speculating who's in, yeah. who's out, right? Third line looked like, at least the line rushes today, Dylan Secura would come into the lineup. Third line of Secura, Nick Waugh, Alex Tuck, and Keegan Colasar would come in. Fourth line right wing for Ryan Reeves. So Carrier, Will Carrier, Patrick Brown, Keegan Colasar. So you got Dylan Secura yeah. coming in for the first time in the playoffs. And, and, you know, he played so well for the Henderson Silver Knights. I believe he had a four-point game uh, in the playoffs um, for the Silver Knights. He has a and he scored up here. Um, he has an NHL shot. There is no doubt about it. And, and release. So good for him. And uh, he's a good skater. So it, it fits uh, this series. Yeah, he had two in the final regular season game, right? Two goals against yeah. San Jose yep. uh, to wrap up the regular year. And uh, you know, King Kolasar, who's uh, has acquitted himself well. Yeah, he has as this um, as this series and, and season has gone on. 
Kolasar, uh, who played in the first, uh, let me do some quick math here, played in all six, first six, first six against Minnesota, uh, did not play in the seventh game, didn't play in game one against Colorado, so he would come in. Of course, had a, a couple of nice assists, game four, the two goals Nick Waugh scored, right. set up by Keegan Kolasar in that Minnesota series. Well, he could make, he could be a factor. He, he could catch the coach's attention on the forecheck. That's yeah. what, where he has to establish, especially as we talked about, wanting to put this decor of the Avs under pressure. So questions um, coming in on the Twitters. So <laughs> Cecilia, hope I'm saying that right, and my apologies if I'm not, wants to know, so if you just tuned in for the final couple of second, seconds of the program <laughs> and you missed the first few seconds of the program, uh, yours truly, uh, huffing and puffing, climbing the stairs here to Studio 31, Meeting this morning, hit traffic coming over here. It's, you know, trying to race over here as quickly as I can. My partner in crime, Shane Knighty, sitting in the chair I'm sitting in right now, ready to, as a partner would do, jump in for me. And literally takes the headset off five seconds before. I said, no, I'm here. Everything's fine. And, and five seconds is. <laughs> is might be generous. Might <laughs> no, be it, was, <laughs> it was. It hit. The clock struck 12 yep. at noon, and there you were. There we are, nighttime at noon. No one would have known the difference, but I felt like I had to say something oh, about it. Funny. So the question is, uh, how panicked were you before uh, before the show that you were going to miss the start of it? Uh, the, the and, and have you ever been, has this ever happened before? The answer to the first is very panicked. <laughs> Texting Darren, calling uh, Garrett Calloway, who kind of helps us produce all this. He doesn't answer. I text you. You don't respond. It's like I was by myself. And then, uh, but anyway. Did you text the right Darren? I don't, I think I did. I'm not sure. There's, we have a lot of Darrens. Darren and my other brother, Darren. But anyway, the only other time, and it wasn't for, this was this was ages ago in Boston where we, it, it tends to snow back there. And uh, so we had a snowstorm oh, where, uh, long story, but the short version, I was living in Rhode Island about 50 miles south of Boston. So um, we didn't have a morning skate. You would. This was back in the days of the Atlanta Thrashers. There you go. Back to back, we play in Atlanta on a Wednesday. Fly back to Boston. We're going to play Thursday. So there's no morning skate. So you, you know, I, the snow's coming, and I uh, on the Thursday. So I leave my house at like two o'clock. Now the game's at seven. Fifty miles. Right? Plenty of time. If it took me three hours, right? <laughs> By four thirty, from two to four thirty, I had gone ten miles. It's 4.30, and I'm still 40 miles away from TD Garden. And, and if you know, don't know the area, it's, it's not the best for traffic anyway. No. So <laughs> I'm, this is the one time, one of the few times in my life where I actually had a clairvoyant thought on the fly, which was, wait a minute, I wonder if the trains are running to Boston. Because I was, I was a two exits away from the train station in Providence, Rhode Island. So I get on the phone. And I said, hey, are your trains running to North Station where, where the Bruins yep. play at the Garden? And the guy says, yeah, we've got a 445 train leaving. Oh, my God, this is unbelievable. So I veer off the highway, cut people off. I think I parked illegally. <laughs> I'm like, just tow it. Like today. Like today. <laughs> just tow it if you have to. Get on the train. Got off the train at 530 at TD Garden. Walked right in. If I had tried to drive the rest of the way, I'd still be trying to get there. So anyway, that's the only other time. That I, I was in a, a mild. You were more nervous and worried about it then. Then, than today. I knew I was in good hands here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in today. For Darren Elliott, Dave Gosher, inviting you to uh, Stadium Swim tonight, VGK Watch Party. 
and uh, stream show myself and Mike McKenna on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook at 6.30 tonight. Enjoy game two. This has been Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.